Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Hey guys, welcome back to Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I'm glad you guys are joining me. This is part two of the uh, episode that I just began moments ago and it says jonathanbrittner.com Jonathan Brittner and the sound of approaching hoof beats and so yeah let's jump into this article and um, I discussed it moments ago but for you guys that didn't hear uh, I'm going to go ahead and start from the beginning so He's talking about uh, revelation and so uh, about what's going on in the world today. So those of us eagerly awaiting Jesus' appearing did not expect to see so many signs of the coming kingdom of the Antichrist before going home to be with our Savior. We never anticipated seeing so much vile wickedness and demonic deception before the rapture. For that matter, I assume that the Lord would severely judge America long before now. Quote, with such failed expectations, uh, one might ask, why do I believe Jesus will soon appear to take us home? Why do I remain convinced that we live in a season of his return for his church? It's because the world is so very close to the fulfillment of Revelation 6, 1 through 8, and scripture assures us that we will be with Jesus in heaven before these riders begin their deadly trek across planet Earth. And can you guess who wrote the following? So, I this is quoted. I have heard the distant sound of hoofbeats. I have seen the evil riders on the horizons of our lives. I am still an evangelist, an evangelist whose one goal is to proclaim new life in Christ. But there is serious trouble ahead for our world, for all of us who live in it and in the four horsemen of the apocalypse. There is both a warning and wisdom for those troubled days ahead. Guess who wrote that? Well, let me tell you, that was... Um, Billy Graham so if uh and he wrote that back in 1983 and so if he wrote that back in 1983 can you imagine how close we are now so anyway uh Jonathan continues he goes uh what sounds do we hear today that point to the nearness of the Lord opening the sealed judgments of Revelation 6 the clamor of the new world order on our doorstep so Revelation 6 1-2 tells us about the first seal and the first writer. So it says, Now I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Jonathan continues, and he says, Many, including himself, believe these verses uh, refer to the Antichrist bringing the world together under his rule. The absence of an arrow and the bow points to that absence of force. Although he will gather an impressive arsenal of weapons during his campaign. Second Thessalonians 2, 1-8 assures us that the rapture will happen before this man of lawlessness makes his presence known on the world scene. Um, however, we already see the formation of this coming new world order through the UN in the World Economic Forum. Without firing a shot, they have gained the allegiance of most world leaders for their Marxist plans to enslave the people of the world. 
He continues and he says the globalists no longer hide their intentions. President Biden recently asserted his allegiance to the New World Order. Klaus Schwab, the head of the WEF, recently asked the 2,600 delegates to his annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland, to work aggressively to bring about the communistic totalitarian agenda advocated by him as well as those in attendance. He opened the meeting by saying that future, the future is not just happening, the future is built by us, by a powerful community. As you hear in this room, unquote. In other words, the globalists believe they have the means to reshape the world according to their agenda via the influence they have gained over the global leaders of our day. Can you hear the sound of the first horse getting ready to ride? I sure can. I hear him snorting and pawing at the ground, but hey, that's just me. <laughs> so uh, the saber rattling of nuclear war so the second rider is that of war as john describes in revelation 6 4 to 5 when he opened the second seal i heard the second living creature saying come and see another horse fiery red went out and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth and that people should kill one another and there was given to him a great sword I'm old enough to remember the Cuban Missile Crisis in the early 1960s, he says. I did not fully understand what was happening at the time, but I sensed the fear. At school, we had drills in which we would hide under our desk, as if that would help in a nuclear conflict. Um, he says, I believe the uh, threat today is at least equal to that time, if not far greater. But the mainstream media is diverting our attention away from the current and present danger to matters such as Pride Month and the January 6th hearings. Those who are truly awake today clearly see these looming threats uh, to world peace. Russia repeatedly warns the West and the U.S. of a nuclear attack if they can keep supporting Ukraine. However, the Biden administration seems to be doing all it can to provoke Putin into just such an attack by increasing the flow of weapons to Ukraine. Iran is on the brink of uh, developing its first nuclear weapon with many believing that Israel will attack Iran before that happens. China appears intent on attacking Taiwan and is threatening all-out war against anyone who interferes. President Biden says he will defend Taiwan, which would mean war, which would mean a war with China. So, after that would be North Korea has uh, stepped up its testing of missiles during the past year and a half, demonstrating that it can hit North America with a nuclear bomb. So when we put these threads together uh, with the words of Revelation 6-8 that tell us war will pay a part in killing a fourth of the world's population, it seems likely that perhaps one or more of these threats will happen. Do these dangers not beg the question regarding the nearness of uh, rapture? Could the saber rattling of Russia, China, and North Korea be the sound of the second horse getting ready to ride? That's words for thought, huh? So anyway, he says, um, the voices predicting economic devastation by the end of 2022. So the words of Revelation 6, 5 through 6 point to economic devastation. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come and see. So I looked and behold, a black horse and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not harm the oil and the wine if you think that the world is not on the brink of conditions described in these verses you are not paying attention we are frightfully close and uh, he shows the the um 
magazine here, which is The Economist, and it says the coming food catastrophe, and it has the grain there with the skulls. And uh, I had this actually on my YouTube video that they tore down and said, no, I couldn't have that on YouTube. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but yeah, it's right there. So it, he says in the U.S., uh, the reported inflation rate for May was 8.6%, which is the highest in 40 years. For most people, however, the cost of living has accelerated much, much faster than that. President Biden recently assured us that these high rate of inflation in the U.S. will continue uh, for the foreseeable future. The voices uh, warning of devastation world food shortages by the end of 2022 are far too many to ignore. Goya Foods CEO Bob Unanu recently told Fox News that the world is on the brink of a food crisis. We are on the precipice of a global food process, he told uh, Mari Maria Baratiroma. Uh, Bar Bartiromo. You guys know me in names. They got to make them so difficult. I mean, <laughs> what about Bob Smith and Helen Jones? No. <laughs> so anyway, um, the J.P. Morgan uh, Chase CEO Jamin, uh, Jamie Dimon recently warned about a coming economic hurricane. He also added this. It's a hurricane right now. It's kind of a sunny things are going fine. Everyone thinks the Fed can handle this. That hurricane is right out there down the road coming our way. Uh, we just don't know if it's a minor one or a Superstorm Sandy or Andrew or something like that. You better brace yourself, is what he said. Rockefeller uh, Foundation President Rajiv Saw described uh, what is soon to unfold as a massive immediate food crisis that will strike the entire world, leaving no country untouched. I've lost count of the many food processing plants that have gone up in flames during the past 12 months. I did a program on that as well. Uh, once again, folks, I'm reading this article, and it is Jonathan Brittner, uh, and it's at jonathanbrittner.com. Please go check it out. It's the sound of approaching hoofbeats. So he continues, and he says, uh, Why are so many shepherds of our day ignoring the numerous warnings regarding the food catastrophe that's rapidly approaching? Do they not hear the sound of approaching hoofbeats? The unheeded warnings of a global holocaust. The rest, uh, the result of all these approaching horrors will be a death count higher than anything the world has seen since the Genesis 6 flood. Revelation 6, 7 to 8 describes that the world will experience when Jesus opens the fourth seal. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the four living creatures saying, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a pale horse. In the name of him who sat on it was death, and Hades followed with him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with a sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beast of the earth. Right now, one-fourth of the world's population would be almost two billion people. And that's just at the beginning of the tribulation woes. So he goes on to say, a nuclear conflict w could possibly kill hundreds of millions, and this threat looms as distant possibility in the near future. So it's also easy to see how the uh, coming food crisis could kill a vast number of people. Africa would likely suffer the most at first, but as the contrived food crisis expands, Western nations will soon see the death toll skyrocket. Those pushing the U.S. Green New Deal and the U.N.'s Agenda 2030 warn that uh, we will feel pain as the world transitions away from fossil fuels. They most certainly will include mass starvation as green energy will not suffice to meet the needs of the world's population. It cannot even come close. The death toll uh, from the COVID-19 quote vaccines is staggering with many predicting it will get far worse in the months to come.
As the number of worldwide abortions approaches 1.7 billion since 1980, it's possible that the death toll during the sealed judgments of Revelation 6 will equal the number of abortions in the modern era. When one adds the number of abortions before 1980 and subtracts those missing because of the rapture, the number of sealed judgment deaths may be remarkably close to the abortion total or toll. God is sovereign. So while it may seem that human actors cause the devastation of the first four seals, we must remember that God is sovereign over all the affairs of mankind. It's the Lord who opens the seals and allows the destructions that follow. Numerous Old Testament prophets warned of these coming judgments under the heading of the day of the Lord. The book of Revelation adds details to what God has warned about down through the centuries. There will be a time when God's patience ends in the world and the words of Psalm 75, 8 come to pass. A trumpet sound is ever so close. While there are many other signs telling us that Jesus' appearing is ever so close, I always come back to the four riders of Revelation 6. Whenever I start to wonder if it will happen anytime soon, it's only God's amazing patience that has kept the horsemen of Revelation 6 in their stalls during the four decades since Billy Graham wrote Approaching Hoofbreeds. How much longer will the Lord wait before he catches us up in the air and later opens the seals? Will the rapture happen in my lifetime, he says? He says, I cannot say, but given the nearness of the approaching time of tribulation, I certainly believe it's a valid and reasonable hope, even as I approach 70 years of age. He continues, and he says, this is uh, Jonathan Brentner, Even though my hearing has diminished with some age, or some with age, I hear the sounds of approaching hoofbeats on the pavement. But what I anticipate next is the sound of the trumpet in my departure from earth to the place that Jesus is preparing for me and for all those who know him as Savior. So he does have his new book and it says, uh, The Triumph of the Redeemed and Eternal Perspective that Calms Our Fears in Perilous Times. And that is available on uh, Amazon. Please go check out Jonathan Brentner's new book, um, The Triumph of the Redeemed and Eternal Perspective that Calms Our Fears in Perilous Times. So check that out. I really do love uh, reading a lot of his books and reading his article because he is right on, just spot on. And I, I think about that too. Are we close to the rapture? I mean, how could we not be close? Because if we see these signs um, coming together uh, to prepare the world for the tribulation, um, you know how much closer is the rapture of the church. But how, I mean, how much will we suffer um and and face persecutions as christians well i mean i do believe it's going to get worse the bible says it'll continue to get worse second timothy uh, 3 says it will continue to get wax worse and worse and uh, we do see those things happening right now so i'm going to pull up here on my on my handy dandy um bible on my uh my phone here and i'm going to pull up it's second timothy and um, for you guys in this chapter three and so it says difficult times will come but realize this then in the last days difficult times will come for men will be lovers of self lovers of money boastful arrogant revilers disobedient to parents ungrateful unholy unloving irreconcilable malicious gossips without self-control brutal haters of good treacherous reckless conceited lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god holding to a form of godliness although they have denied his power and avoid such men as these so folks the bible tells us avoid such men as these we look at these times and, and how much of that is happening right now and has increased over the last 10 to 15 years it's increasing now on a daily hourly basis um, people are just evil 
they're evil and it's gonna get it's getting worse and worse and you know they and and, and peter said it will wax worse and worse and folks it is happening and uh you just look out in the world today and that's all you need to see how much worse things are getting and you wonder how can it get even worse well it's gonna get even worse you know and uh like second peter uh chapter 3 verse 3 says the coming day of the lord know this first of all that in the last days mockers will come with their mocking following after their own lust and saying where is the promise of his coming forever since the fathers fell asleep all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation for when they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God, the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and by water through which the world at that time was destroyed, being flooded with water. But by his word, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowless, but is patient toward you, not wanting for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. And he goes on to say, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, in which the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed with the intense heat, and the earth and its works will be burned up. So folks, the day is approaching. It's coming quickly. The Lord Jesus is getting ready to unleash those horses um, on this world. And where will you be? Will you be, like I say, on your sofa eating Cheetos, watching some ungodly movie? Or will you be waiting and watching for the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Where will you be? What will you be doing? And if you are a Christian and you are expecting the Lord to come and take us home, what will you be doing? Will we be, um, will we have our, our lamps full of oil waiting for the Lord to come? Or will we be doing something that he would not approve of? Now is not the time to be, you know, living your sinful lifestyle. Now is not the time to be doing that. Now is the time to be in repentance, seeking the Lord Jesus, seeking his mercy, seeking his grace and uh, his long suffering. So now is not the time for us to be living worldly, to be worrying about the things of this world Matthew 6 tells us, you know, my pastor um, did a, um, he did a sermon series on this uh, last Sunday. And he took it, of course, Matthew 6. And what does Matthew 6 tell us? So let's pull it up. So are we to be worried as Christians? No, we're not. So, you know, wh what else does he tell us? So let's, let's move along and see here. So it says, um, Let's skip on down here. So the cure for anxiety. So Matthew 6, 25 says, For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? 
and why are you worried about clothing? Observe the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if you, but if God so clothes the grass of the field which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Do not worry when saying, what will we eat or what will we drink? Or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your Heavenly Father knows what you need, knows that you need all these things. But, here's the key here folks, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. Now, does that mean that we should not prepare? Does that mean that we should not go out and, um, you know, get food and uh, not really stockpile food? But should we not do those things? Should we not prepare? Absolutely not. That's not what he's saying. Um, Jesus is telling us not to worry not to worry about these things, not to be consumed with these things, right? But to seek first the kingdom of God before we do anything else. We are to seek Christ and his kingdom and his righteousness. And we are to pray for wisdom. And we are to ask for wisdom because he'll give it to us. He gives us that. And what is it the, the proverb says with all, you know, ask for wisdom with all your wisdom, get understanding too. So I'm, you know, I think that God has given us wisdom and he has, you know, given us, you know, uh, preparedness. He's told us all these things beforehand to prepare us, not to scare us. And so we as Christians and we as anybody, if you're listening to this or if you've read your Bible, you need to, you know, you need to go and get prepared because you're going to want to be able to help out your neighbors and elderly folks that um, that can't help themselves, you know, that that live on a very tight budget. And we've all seen the, the price of inflation. And that was a May that he spoke about. We're in June now. And the feds have raised um, interest rates once again to try to combat this inflation. But it's it's worth, it's useless. It's, it's useless. Um, the United States is bankrupt. There's, I mean, there's nothing they can do. We are bankrupt. But as Michelle Bachman says, each state can actually do their own currency. You know, Texas, we have the bullion, the gold bullion um is where we have ours at and so you know each state can actually do their own currency but you know we'll get into that at a later date uh so yeah so you know this is so is he telling us not to prepare no jesus that's not what that's not what jesus is saying um jesus has told us these things ahead of time he said i have told you things ahead of times so that you'll know so and uh i've been telling folks for a long time not to, go, to get you some food get you some food <laughs> and if you just started um, preparing back when i told you almost a year ago prices were a whole lot cheaper um, back then but anyway but for now folks please um please go start preparing um get get you some food get you some water get you some ways of filtering water and uh yeah get you some seeds to plant who knows how long we'll be here before christ comes to take us home um, but this is the beginning of uh, the tribulation that's coming upon this world, and God has told us that. And so just like Jonathan Brittner said here in his article, you see everything getting in place, everything's moving into place. They have, they have set this all up. They have set it up, and technically uh, it's, it's, it's crazy because they think it's all their idea, but it's God's idea. God is the one moving these pieces into, into place, and you know, 
They're evil, wicked people. Evil, wicked people. But praise be to God Almighty that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. He is victorious. He's already won the battle. He is seated at the right hand of the throne of God because it's done. He accomplished it. It's finished. And so, and that we are very thankful that we do have a heavenly Abba Father who cares for us so much. So with that, guys, if, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, I would not wait another millisecond before you make that decision because we could be gone and once we're gone and he raptures out the church all hell will be broke loose on earth and you do not want to be here for that you don't want to be here for that <laughs> i mean i'm telling you if hell doesn't scare you you know anyway jesus christ says anybody who calls on the name of the lord will be saved please i implore you not to call upon his name say jesus save me and he will Jesus, forgive me, and he will. There's nothing special that you got to do. Romans 10, folks, Romans 10. Anyway, with that, I'm going to really get over here tonight, and uh, I hope you guys will go and check out JonathanBrittner.com and check out some more of his articles. And go get his book on Amazon. Go get it. Uh, so with that, guys, I'm going to get off of here. And uh, as always, uh, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Maranatha.